Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse number 15. Have you found it? If you find it, I want one of you to stand up and read it. Uh, This is the first service, so we can be more homely. Have you found it? Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15. Wonderful. Please read it again. Amen. Wonderful. Now, I believe that the one very important thing that God is doing is to make us have pastors. I believe some of you have a better version than the one that Agama read which says, uh, I will give you pastors after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Now, we, we, we must understand that as spiritual beings, we need to receive the word of God in order to grow. Can I have an amen? And so that is what I'm doing Sunday after Sunday. I am feeding you with knowledge and understanding. And notice that God is saying that I will give you pastors after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Can I have an amen? Amen. Can I have an amen? Amen. So as you sit in church Sunday after Sunday, receive knowledge and understanding. And remember that those are the types of pastors who God wants us to have. Amen. Pastors who will feed us with knowledge and understanding. So as you are in church, be aware that you are receiving knowledge and understanding. Amen? Now, over the last few weeks, we've been talking about different types of motives. And the last week I said we had finished, but after the service I realized that I had one more that I did not um, do. And that is, um, so I'm going to go on to that today. Um, In Psalm 139, verse 23 and verse 24, remember... The Bible says, search me, O Lord, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting life. How many can remember that verse? You should all know that verse, and you should underline it in your Bible. One of the reasons why we underline our Bible is sometimes you may have your Bible, but you don't have maybe your notes. Do you understand? And you may be looking for something. You remember, maybe in a time of crisis or time of temptation, you remember something. Right, and you are trying to find, where, where was that thing? I remember it was in church, and if you have your Bible, you may remember that it was in Psalm something, you know. As you look through the Psalms, 
you remember that it was the last two verses of one psalm. And as you keep looking, you will find it. Hallelujah. So that is why we underline and we, 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 we put marks in our Bibles. So today we want to look at all the other different motives. The Bible says that we should search our hearts and see what is in our hearts. Number one, we look at the motive of love. Do you have that? Love must be the true motivation. Number two, the motive of jealousy. Do you remember that? Realize that jealousy should not be your motive. If the sun is on you, you, could, you can just move to another place, all right? Feel free, please. Um, jealousy is a motive that should not be in our hearts. Amen. We've studied that. Number three, what? Money, finances. Number four, let me just go through the order I have. Four, competition. Number five, power. Number six, tribalism. Seven, to spite someone. Eight, fear. Nine, hatred. And today, we want to look at the last important motive which should not influence us, and that is the motive of lust. Lust. Now, lust is very, uh, is the counterfeit of love. Amen. Lust is the counterfeit of la- love. Many people who say, I love you, actually are lusting after the people they claim they love. And today I want to show you the difference between love and lust. Uh, many people marry out of lust. That is why their marriages do not last. Because lust is not a lasting thing. Love is a lasting thing. But lust is very short-lived. Amen. Last dies in a short while, but love lives on. And I want us to look at an example in Second Samuel, please. Turn with me to chapter 13. And I'm going to show you an example of last and how um, it turned out. Second Samuel chapter 13, verse 1. And it came to pass after this that Absalom, the son of David, had a fair sister. Now, sometimes when you read this thing, you may have an idea that if you are fair-colored, it means you are beautiful. No. Fair means beautiful, not, I mean, light-skinned. Can I have an amen? Amen. Yes. Black is beautiful. Hallelujah. Right. Now, and it came to pass after this that Absalom, the son of David, had a fair sister whose name was Tamar. Are you there? And Amnon, the son of David, loved her. Again, I keep on saying love is Lust is the counterfeit of love. And many people confuse lust with love. And um, you will even see here in the Bible that where they are using the word love, uh, they are using it in in place of the word lust. And uh, you must realize that the word translated love in the English language was translated from four different words. So when the Bible says love, it, it can mean so many different things. So in this case, I am telling you that it's last. And verse 2, And Amnon was so vexed that he fell sick for his sister, Tamar, for she was a virgin. And Amnon thought it hard for him to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shimea, David's brother. And Jonadab was a very subtle man. And he said unto him, 
Why art thou, being the king's son, lean from day to day? Will thou not tell me? And Amnon said unto him, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. Now, Absalom and Amnon had different uh, father, different mothers, but they had the same father who was King David. Amen. So, you realize here that uh, although they were brother and sister, they were half brother and half sister. All right, and probably they didn't grow up in the same house. But still, it was wrong for this man to get, develop an interest in his sister. So, verse 5. And Jonadab said unto him, Lay thee down on thy bed, and make thyself sick. And when thy father cometh to see thee, say unto him, I pray thee, let my sister Tamar come and give me meat, and dress the meat in my side, that I may see it and eat it at her hand. And so Amnon lay down and made himself sick. And when the king was come to see him, Amnon said unto the king, I pray thee, let Tamar, my sister, come and make me a couple of cakes in my side, that I may eat it at her hand. Then David sent home to Tamar, saying, Go now to thy brother Amnon's house and dress him meat. So Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house, and he was laid down. And she took flour and kneaded it and made cakes in his side and did bake the cakes. She too, she was not wise. Verse 9. And she took a pan and poured them out before him, but he refused to eat. And Amnon said, Have, no, have out all men from me. And they went out every man from him. Here again, Tamar should have noticed something that something was not right. Christian sisters. Many ladies who claim they were raped have a part to play in the rape. I, I, I remember watching one uh, famous person who was being accused of rape, raping someone. And uh, what happened was that this lady went into the hotel room at 12 midnight with this famous person. I'm sure you know this famous person I'm talking about. And at 12 midnight, she went into the room with him, you know, and then came out and then started to claim that he had raped her. Now let's ask ourselves, if you are going into a hotel room at midnight with a man, what is going to happen in the room? And you claim that you have been raped. As far as I can see, maybe my knowledge is limited, you knew exactly what or something like what was going to happen and you willingly went there yourself and 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 you were there long enough for whatever to happen uh, to happen whatever happened to happen so you must you must you must you ladies sometimes you realize they try to these days we are trying to have these laws in Ghana also sexual harassment and whatnot and so on uh, even even though the men are wrong in doing some of these things the ladies must also take part of the blame when you are in a room with a man and they are sacking all men ask yourself why is it in order to eat do you need everybody to go away so that you can eat now you read on the story you see how you know Tamar didn't do her best uh, verse 10 and Amnon said unto Tamar bring the meat into the chamber that I may eat of my hand and Tamar took the cakes which she had made and brought them into the chamber and to Amnon her brother. 
And when she had brought them unto him to eat, he took hold of her and said unto her, Come, lie with me, my sister. And she answered him, Nay, my brother, do not force me, for no such thing ought to be done in Israel. Do not thou this folly. And I, whither shall I cause my shame to go? And as for thee, thou shalt be as one of the fools in Israel. Now therefore I pray thee, speak unto the king, for he will not withhold me from thee. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Howbeit he would not hearken unto her voice, but being stronger than she, forced her and lay with her. Then, verse 15, Amnon hated her exceedingly, so that the hatred wherewith he hated her was greater than the love wherewith he had loved her. And Amnon said unto her, Arise, be gone. Now notice that the hatred began in the bed. Because it was after he hated her so much that he said to her in the bed, Get up, go away. Verse 16. And she said unto him, There is no cause. This evil in sending me away is greater than the other that thou didst unto me. But he would not hearken unto her. And he called unto his servant that ministered unto him and said, verse 17, Put now this woman out. He's now begun to call her this woman. Put now this woman out of my house. And bolt the door after her. Wow. And she had a garment of diverse colors upon her. For with such robes, were the king's daughters that were virgins apparelled. Then his servant brought her out and bolted the door after her. And Tamar put ashes on her head and rent her garment of diverse colors that was on her and laid her hand on her head and went on crying. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, uh, I want you to just notice uh, something here. T- turn your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And uh, we are going to look at after reading this story, I want you to just see that many times when people say they love, they actually do not love. Amen. All right? Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 talks about real love or agape love or biblical divine love, the love that comes out of the heart of a born-again Christian. I want us to see these qualities and see whether... You know, any of them can be found in Amnon, this man, who said he loved the girl. Amen. And I want to say to every man who claims that he loves a woman, look at it very well, whether you are lasting after her or you are loving her truly from your heart. Now let me tell you something. Lust is an animal desire, an overwhelming desire for sexual indulgence that is one of the dictionary definitions for lust an animal desire for sexual indulgence you want to have sex but it's very different from love and most people who are lasting say i love most of the songs that we hear i need your love tonight have you heard some of those songs before i need your love honey love you i love you baby i will always love you you know i don't know what song i'm singing but i'm just some of these songs that we hear it's not love it is lust amen Amen. 
Because love is a very different thing. That's what I want you to see. Very, very different. Now, first of all, let's go on. And it says, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. It says, the first one says that love is patient. So I want you to write, everything is the opposite of lust. Lust is impatient. Lust is impatient. Amen. Lust is impatient. Now, will you notice that Amnon, he, he was impatient. Did you remember that the, 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 the girl, Tamar, she told him something that I want you to take note of. She told him that, don't do what you are doing. Because if you speak to our father, David, he will not withhold you from me. In other words, she was saying that it would probably be possible, maybe, for him to marry her, even though they were half brother and half sister. So what she was saying was that, look, if that is the case and you really, really love me, let us go and see my father and our father and discuss with him. And this thing that you want to do, within some weeks, everything will be okay and you can do it. But last is not patient. Amen. Last is not patient. If you love somebody, you'll be patient. And you'll be prepared to wait until you marry the person before you have sex with her. All men desire to have sex. That one there is it's in all men, including me. But if you love the person, really, you'll be prepared to wait. That's it. That's it. Because I loved my wife, I was prepared to wait till I married her before I, I had sex with her. Because I really loved her. And I still love her. That's why I was prepared to wait. But lust is impatient. And they say, oh, I love, oh, oh, I really love you. And the person will say, because I love you, let's sleep together. Ah, if you love me, wait to sleep with me. Amen. Amen. Ladies, am I right or wrong? Have you not noticed when they sleep with you after a while, they don't like you anymore? Because you become ordinary to them. They are very used to you. And notice that this man's love turned into hatred. Almost overnight. The Bible says, love is patient. So lust is impatient. Then verse, the, the same verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. Love is patient and is kind. Now, lust is unkind. Amen. Lust is unkind. Or lust is wicked. So love is patient. And lust is unkind and wicked. I want to say something. There are many women who do not trust men. Is there any lady here who has developed no trust for a lot of men. Yes, one person is lifting up. Can I wave your hand? Okay, maybe not you, but you know a lot of women who don't trust men. Can I see your hand? Oh, good. Now, why is that the case? 
because they have experienced wickedness of men. If you love somebody, you would be you will be kind. This man was not kind to the girl. He he ruined her life. He he spoiled her life completely. And many men who are sleeping with one woman after the other know that they are destroying that girl's life and know that they will never marry her. They know it. They know that whatever happens, they will never marry that girl. But they just sleep with her. There are men who know they will never leave their wives to marry that little girl. But they will continue to still sleep with you. They will have you. They will use you. And, and many ladies have discovered that they are not the only one. But the guy, has, the guy has lied to me. And he has other girlfriends. You see, I want you to understand that a man who is not born again, even some born again ones behave like that, but a man who is not born again, who does not know the love of God, often when they look at a young lady and tell the person, I love you, I want to marry you, and so on, it's not love at all. It is lust that is operating in their heart. If it is not, wickedness is to spoil somebody's future. Yeah. You make a girl pregnant and afterwards you say it's not you. You say you don't have anything to do with it. And afterwards you go and marry another nice person. You lead somebody around for 10 years. You sleep with her, sleep with her, sleep with her. All along you have someone else on the side. You are a wicked person. You are a wicked person. And there are a lot of such people in the church now. Even Christians. They tell this one lie, then they tell this one lie. You see, that's, I was preaching at Lego and I told them, no one can make you happy. No man can make you happy, even Christian men. Don't ever look to a man to make you happy, even a Christian man. You'll be disappointed for that one I predict to you. Lust is impatient and lust is wicked. In fact, sometimes when I've seen the wickedness of men, Causing one lady to commit abortions. I remember one lady. I said, how many times? I said, about four or five times. Until now, the person cannot have a baby. And then when the person has become useless, you walk away from the person. Now the person's life is useless. Not that the person cannot have a child. You walk out. So, I'm going. And you go and marry someone else. It's a curse. Remember, Amnon, this boy, he died two years later. He was killed by his brother, the, the brother of that girl, Tamar. The same father, same mother, Absalom. He is the brother of, he was the brother of Tamar. Two years later, he, he killed Amnon. He murdered him. You see, many people think that the world is flat. The world is round. It's not flat. When it goes round and the sun is shining on you today, tomorrow your turn will be darkness. Amen. Bible says, whatsoever a man sows, he shall reap it. Two years later, he was murdered. And the wickedness which he sowed, he ripped it tenfold. He, did, he lost his life. That girl, her life was spoiled, but he also lost his earthly life. So I want to say to young men, you see, there are a lot of young Christian men who don't have Christian values. Even pastors do not have Christian values. And I'll tell you something. You cannot say, oh, put the Bible aside. Let's love one another. We are in love. No. You can never put the Bible aside. Because if you are a believer and you are a Christian, you must do what the word of God says. Lust is wicked. Lust cannot wait. Amen. Let's go on. 
you realize that love is not last at all from this story alone. Charity envieth not. Now, somebody who asked that, oh, but where was envy in this case? Love me a, a card written by a brother who was lasting after her seriously. And I remember one of the statements which this boy said to this young lady. He was now trying to force her to have sex with him. All, the, all of them are Christians. And I remember one letter he wrote to her, one thing that he wrote in the card. He said that, I'm jealous of the person who will marry you. So I want to have you. But if you really love the person, haven't you seen when a father is giving, a, a, father, is, a father sees that his son or his daughter is happy and doing well. He's happy for the person. He's not jealous of the person. That's why many pastors are not really fathers. Because they are not happy when their children in the Lord are doing well. They are jealous. But a real father is, is happy. He really loves his daughter or his son. And he's happy for her when she's doing well. But someone who, who does not have love in his heart is rather jealous and it pains him. The sign of jealousy is pain. <laughs> it pains you. And it, and it pains Amnon that somebody else will, will marry this beautiful young virgin. Love is jealous. Now let's go on. The next one is what? Read it out, please. Love, charity, vaunteth not itself. So we are rewriting this scripture for last. All right? First of all, last is impatient. The next one is last is unkind. The next one is love is jealous. Uh, last is jealous. Now the next one is Charity vaunteth not itself. Agama, what does your version say? Verse 4. No, verse 4. Okay. Now, verse 4. Charity vaunteth not itself and is not puffed up. Vaunting yourself means to make yourself big. It's the same thing as being puffed up or a similar thing. Now, a lustful person who does not really love the person tries to make himself into a mega person when he is not. He tries to impress for you to see that he is somebody. He will borrow a car and come. To visit you. Yeah! You'll be shaking the, car, the keys as though it's a car, but it's not a car. It's his house key. He will borrow people's clothes and come. Many years ago, I remember watching one young man in my school. He would beat us in the house. Take somebody's set. Force somebody to iron it. I mean with cruelty and with force. To iron the set. Take somebody's clothes. Take somebody's trousers. Beat people in the house. Steal louvers from the house. Sell them, get money. And go and borrow a car. And come and screech for people to see that. Yes. Just to impress one girl. 
But when you really love someone, you don't try to impress or make yourself as someone, somebody who is big. No. You're just yourself. Be yourself. Just normal. When I was, when I was in, in a relationship, I, I never tried, even before I asked my wife whether she would marry, I never even tried for a single second to impress her. You can go and ask her. Never. I was just myself. I had some jeans I was wearing. I wore it all the time. The same clothes all the time. God, those days I would, I would not change. These, these days that she has taught me to try and change what I wear a little. But those times, Charlie, what I'm wearing is what I'm wearing. So if I'm wearing it this month, that is the flag for the month. No, no. <laughs> Are you listening to me this morning? I never tried to impress her at all. With money, you can ask her. I never tried to take her to these restaurants or to do this or to let her. No, because I, I love her. I mean, I'm just myself. I'm not trying to be any big. Last, a last person has to show you that he's whatever. That is why they will show you that they have money. I can take you to London. I can take you to this. I can take you to that. I can do this for you. I can do this for you. What is that? You see, love is not an object too. There are many women living in glass houses whose husbands have given them everything, but the love, they've given it to someone else. Love that is not contained in, in the objects that you have. Happiness does not consist in the things you possess. You must understand that. There are many people who say that, I, she, he gave me a car, he gave me a house, he gave me this, he gave me that, but his love, he gave it to another woman. <laughs> because love does not consist of the things that you are giving to the person. Buying the person biscuit, chocolate, this, that, no. Be yourself. And ladies, do not be impressed by people who are giving you things. Who, because those things, when they have had you, they will give them to another person. Amen? Yeah. Look, I don't know why people feel that what is being done to them is, is what will be done only to them. Whatever is being done to you can be done to someone else. There are many ladies who don't want to marry a nice, simple Christian brother. They want to marry somebody who can lie to them. Hype them. Deceive them. But when a normal person comes who hasn't got all those lies and those airs, they don't believe it. And they don't want it. They want to believe. They want to hear lies and stories and believe in things that are not real. But a loving person is just himself. I tell you, me, I'm always myself. I, don't try, I will not try to impress you. If you are impressed, be impressed. But I'm not going to try to impress you. And last, we'll try to impress you. Amen. Amen. Now let's go on. Verse 5. Lust, love does not behave itself unseemly. Another version says, does not behave itself in an unbecoming manner. Now will you notice that lust behaves itself in an unbecoming manner. Look at what Amnon did. He was behaving in the, I mean, an unbecoming, it was not appropriate. Amen. And that is last. Ladies. Many years ago, my pastor used to preach. He said, don't tell those men if they say they love you. And they want to sleep with you. Tell them no. Tell them if you love me, buy chocolate. But no, you can't sleep with me. And that's what he used to say. 
But when a person is trying to undress you and, and sleep with you, don't interpret that to be like the way he wants to hold you. No, that's not love. Love does not behave itself in an anger. It's not appropriate. Ask yourself whatever you are doing behind the door, can you do it outside? If you can't do it outside, then stop, please. I said, then stop. I said, stop. Turn to somebody and say, stop. And for the men also, there are some women who last after men. They will just come like that. They are just coming. Like, oh, Johnny. Oh. No, we don't behave like that. We don't do that. You are lasting. I say you are lasting. Are you with me this morning? Love behaves itself appropriately. So when the person says, I love you, you must know what we are talking about. Love is a completely different. I don't know why love and lust are always mixed up. But as you can see, they are total opposites. They are contrary to each other, contradictory, and clearly on other sides of the field. Love behaves itself in a becoming manner. If you've met a brother who really loves you, you will see that he will conduct himself properly. And he will wait. That's for last, it cannot wait. I must have you now, 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 now. Amen. Let's go on. Love seeketh not her own. Last seeks his own. Look at Amnon. He sought his own pleasure. But he didn't look for the future of the girl. Amen. Amen. Last seeks for the future. You are interested in the person and for the person's future. But last does not care what happens to you after I've used you, I've slept with you, I've mistreated you. You can go your way. I don't care. Go to hell. You curse each other and they move on. But love, love does not behave like that. If you really love a person, you want, you want the person to, it to be well with the person. I believe a lot of men need to hear that. A lot of ladies need to know the difference between love and lust so that no man can deceive you. Amen. Love is not easily provoked, but lust easily. Ah, you wonder, why does this man always, so easily when he sees me, he just wants to sleep with me. Ah, lust is easily provoked. It's not that you are beautiful. Some people think that because they are beautiful that men want to sleep with them, men want to give them lit. No, it's because the person is very lustful. And sometimes you are also lustful. Because ladies, sometimes when you sleep with so many men, you, are, you acquire certain spirits. Yeah. There are some ladies, they just look lustful. I don't know. You just see them. It's one of the evil spirits sometimes. As a person sitting next to you, do you look lustful? I mean, or as a person, do I look lustful? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Amen. Love thinketh no evil, but lust thinks of evil. Bad ideas. Hallelujah. 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 Wicked plans. I will do this. I will do this. When I first got married, no, before I got married even, I, at once I, I, when I told my wife, it seems you don't trust me. Because she had seen her brothers at that time, most of them were not Christians. How they would deceive one girl after that. They had multiple girlfriends. There are times they would call her to sit on their laps. 
and then listen to a girl over the phone. She, the girl will think that she's talking to them. And she will put the phone over her and they will just laugh. And the girl will be saying, I love you, this and this. And she, they will just be laughing at the girl. They were just deceiving the girl and sleeping with her, misusing her to throw her away somewhere. And so she heard all this and she watched her brothers behaving like this. At that point, she couldn't trust boys. So when I also came, she was applying those rules to me. I said, my friend, look, everybody is different. Amen. Are you listening to me this morning? Love thinketh no evil, but lust thinks of evil, wicked things to do to a person. Are you listening to me today? What's the last one in verse 5? Love thinketh no evil. And um, yeah, that's the last one. Verse 6. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Amen. That's what is right. Verse 7. Love bears all things. Amen. Believes all things. Hopes all things. Lust rejoices in evil. Then verse 7, verse 6. Write another version of lust. Lust rejoices in lies notice that most people who have lust in their hearts will tell you lies i will marry you but they don't have any plan of marrying you they have told i will marry you to 12 different girls you are the two, number 12 but lust but love will tell you the truth amen lust when i told my wife 26th of august i told her that I will marry you, 1985, at Osuari, Mission Street Extension, at about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I told her that I love you and I want to marry you. Will you marry me? From that time, I've never changed my mind. That was, what I was telling was the truth. I never retreated from that thing. What I said is what I said. I said, I want to marry you and I will marry you. End of story. There's nothing else about it but what I've said. What I've said is what I mean. And I mean what I say. I've not retreated from that thing. No matter what, this is my stand. I want to marry and I'll marry you and I'll marry you until death do us part or until Jesus comes again. That is it final. Love will speak and does not speak any lie. But last, lies galore. I'll take you to America. No way. They'll take somebody else to America, not you. I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll do this. All are not true. A loving person does not tell a lie. Are you with me today? Amen. And um, verse 7 bears all things. It bears that you, you can wait. Amen. So last cannot bear anything. As for Amnon, he couldn't wait. Last believe, love believes all things. Last does not believe. Amnon could not believe that his sister would go and ask the father so that he would be able to marry her. Last cannot hope and last cannot endure. Now the verse 8, charity never faileth. And I want you to see here, hallelujah, that love never fails. Love will last and last and last and last forever. But last, it will not last for long. And I want you to remember a scripture. Every time we have a wedding, we quote that verse. 
It says, love, in Songs of Solomon chapter 8, verse 6 and 7, it says, love is as strong as death. Many waters cannot quench it. Neither can the floods drown it. You see, anybody who is in love will experience the floods of life. But if you have true love in you, the waters will come. As for the waters, they'll come. My, my, I'm not saying that since I've married, I've not quarreled with my wife. I've quarreled with my wife. I'm not saying I have a perfect marriage. I don't have a perfect marriage, but I have a good marriage. My marriage is good, it's sweet. The waters have surely come, but the waters will come. Whether you want the waters to come or not, they are there. But the Bible says it cannot quench love. But as for this boy, as soon as he finished having sex with the girl, he, to, he, he started to hate her in the bed. He said, he said get up. Get up. The girl said, what are you doing? He, I, said, I said, get out of here. The girl said, oh, why? He said, I said, get up and I said, go out. The girl said, look, what you are doing is worse. Put on your pants and your dress and walk out of here. The girl said, it's, it's too bad. Then, when the girl was not even dressed, he called for people said, come and let escort this foolish girl out of here. Oh, is that love? Is that really love? How, how long does love last? Only five minutes. The Bible said, love is as strong as death. How long does death last? <laughs> Forever. Nobody can change it. That is true love. Are you listening to me today? Stand up on your feet, everybody. <laughs> Lift up your hands to the Lord. Say, Lord, fill my heart with love. Let me not have a heart of lust in anything that I do. As I grow, as I go forward in the things of the Lord, let me do well. Let me succeed. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Say, Lord, fill my heart with love. Help me to see the difference between love and lust. And I may go forward and succeed. Prevail in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for what you have taught us this morning. We ask that your will be done in Jesus' mighty name. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you are here this morning, you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior. You are not a born-again Christian. You want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to give my heart to God today. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand. Just your right hand. Lift it up high. Lift it up high. God bless you. Lift it up high. I can see your hand. Lift it up high. And come to the front. Come to me where I am. I want to pray with you. Come. You want to give your heart to God today. You want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to be a Christian from today. God bless you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father. All right, one more person. God bless you, sir. Close your eyes and say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Take away my sins. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. From today, I am yours and you are mine. Help me to love and not to last. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. 
Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.